Hello. Hello. to Three Stooges Throwback, the comprehensive, encyclopedic compendium of all things Three Stooges. From woman haters to sappy bullfighters, from Curly to Shemp, and even to Joe. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and I'm looking at all 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the Three Stooges comedy team. Hello and welcome back once again to the Three Stooges Throwback Podcast. I am still your host, Gabriel Russo, and we are still going over the 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the comedy team, The Three Stooges. This is episode 30. We're covering the short Tassels in the Air. First things first, I use Wikipedia, IMDB, and threestooges.net mostly to find the uh, info for these episodes, and I usually watch the shorts on Daily Motion or YouTube, mostly Daily Motion. I've read most every book on the boys, and I use my own brain to formulate opinions on the shorts as well as regurgitating the opinions of others. With that said, let's get on with the show. Tassels in the Air comes in with a running time of 17 minutes and 10 seconds, roughly. Tassels was filmed over four days, November 26th through November 30th, 1937, making it the last one filmed in 1937. The next one wouldn't be shot until February, so the boys have from November 30th to February 23rd of 1938 off. So Christmas and, uh, you know, some personal appearances probably, or maybe just some time off. I know I seem to be obsessed with their work schedule for some reason. Uh, Tassels in the Air was released April 1st, 1938, five months between shooting and release. It stars our heroes Curly Jerome Howard, Larry Fine, and Mo Moses Howard. It's produced by Charlie Chase and Hugh McCollum just like Termites of 1938 was. Directed by Charlie Chase as well. We covered both Charlie and Hugh before, so go listen to a couple of episodes back. Um, so, story and screenplay by Al Giebler and Elwood Ullman, with an additional story credit given to Charlie Chase, who evidently had a hand in everything for this short. Giebler and Ullman have been profiled before here, uh, so we'll, we won't go into their history today. But we do have some familiar faces in this one. We've got Bud Jameson, he's uh, Thaddeus Smirch, and Bess Flowers is his wife Maggie. Remember, Bess was the queen of the Hollywood extras, and she co-founded the Screen Extras Guild. She holds the record for appearances in films that won or were nominated for Oscars at five that won and 23 that were nominated. I think, I just think that's amazing. I think I've said that before, but. So Jean Debrac is back as well. Here he plays Ome, the decorator. 120 films in his career. He emigrated to the United States in 1915. Here's an interesting little fact here. IMDB says Ome is played by Leo White, but Wikipedia and threestooges.net 
say that it was Jean Debrac. So that's who we're going with. Leo White will get a profile when he is in one for real. <laughs> so Vernon Dent is the building superintendent. He and Bud Jameson have been and will be covered again, I'm sure. So we'll just keep moving on. John Ince, he's a butler once again. He of the Brothers Ince, famous cowboy. You know, he had the first full movie studio. Uh, Tom Ince, rather, did. Maggie's card-playing friends are played by Gertrude Astor. Catherine Bates, and Simona Boniface. Gertrude Astor plays Luella Pindell and was the first person to sign a contract with Universal in 1915. She started out as a trombone player in a woman's band, an all-woman's horn band, and then she quit that to pursue acting. So at one point in her career, she was known as one of the most elegant and best dressed in Hollywood. <laughs> she was 5'11", five 5'11", five and supposedly lost the leading lady role in Valentino's The Chic uh, in 1921 as a result of her being too tall for Valentino. The great lover was intimidated. <laughs> so Catherine Bates is the older card player. She did three Stooges films, well, two Stooge and one Shemp solo uh, picture, which I'll eventually get to all of the solo shorts. Uh, Curly was in a couple, Shemp was in a bunch, and I guess I'll watch the Joe ones. I'm not really a fan, but if, you know, I got to do what I got to do. So, <laughs> Simona Boniface is the third card player. We've covered her previously. She's a regular foil for the boys. Jack Hill plays the chauffeur. And he was Charlie Chase's stand-in and double at Hal Roach Studios. And then at, at, at Columbia also. Um, he has 101 credits for acting and being a stuntman. Stuntmanning is what they uh, listed it as. Stuntmanning. <laughs> so, last but not least, well, or maybe least, is Victor Travers as the man coming out of the elevator, sometimes known as Victor Travis. He had 112 credits, and 48 of those were with the boys. He worked with all of them, Curly, Shemp, and some Joe as well. So he ran the gamut be interesting to talk to somebody like that who i mean he's probably gone i'm sure obviously but um be interesting to get his point of view his perspective on uh you know working with all of the students you know he worked like i said curly champ and joe that'd be that'd be cool might be a story out there somewhere maybe i'll look for that do some research for this podcast so the story opens on bud jameson he is reading the funny pages his wife, played by Bess Flowers, comes in with a marvelous surprise for him. They are redecorating the house. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So he's like, uh, he's pretty disappointed. They just had it redecorated. And she says it's a political move. She wants to hire fancy decorator Ome to do their house so that they are looked at as fancy people too. Maybe they'll get in who's who. <laughs> that must have been a, a magazine at the time. Luella Pindell, 
thinks that he, meaning Ome, is the last word. That's what she says. So she will think they are people of real quality. And maybe he'll even get invited to join the golf club. So she's, uh, you know, she's all into making, keeping up with the Joneses. And he's not interested at all. They're newly wealthy. He used to be a postman. Like I said, he's not interested in keeping up and doing all this showy stuff, but he wants to keep his wife happy. He, uh, Bud reminded me of Jackie Gleason in this scene. He kind of, he favors him. I, maybe it's his delivery. I'm, I, who knows? So we cut to Ome on the phone. You know he's a French decorator by his beret and, and his whole outfit, really. He can barely hear Mrs. Smirch because the boys are walking, are uh, working on painting the hallway. Then we cut to the hallway. It's a checkerboard floor, and Curly and Larry are playing checkers with paint cans. It's a, it's a pretty funny little bit. Ome makes an appointment for uh, 12 o'clock with Mrs. Smirch. Like I said, there's a funny little bit during the checker game. Curly opens his coat to block the view of the board. It's like, you know, so he can't see. Um, and then to crown Larry's piece that he gets to the end, you know, you king me. Curly puts his hat on top of it. So Mo comes over and threatens him and kicks a full, full paint can and hurts his foot. He starts jumping around and the boys immediately start clapping to the beat like, hey, ho, hey, ha. I think that I always think that's funny when they clap and dance. That's always great. Ome storms into the hall, screams, "Quiet, quiet!" You know, how is it possible to make so much noise painting? You know, Mo says, "You don't know us. We make noise stuffing a mattress." <laughs> Curly sees a tassel on Ome's belt, and he goes nuts. He starts barking and freaking out, like he does in uh, several other shorts. After hearing or seeing something or smelling something, he flies into a rage. <laughs> so in this one, Mo has to tickle him on his chin with a paintbrush to calm him down. He says the tassels drive him nuts because when he was a baby, someone tickled him with a pussy willow. <laughs> he yells at him in French, and Larry says, "Uh, fool on you!" And it's pretty, that's pretty good. Larry's good in that little scene. Vernon Dent here is the boss, and he comes in, and Mo tells the boys to show a little interest in their work. He's got stencils Dent does for the doors. Um, keep these in order as you go around, you know, putting them on the doors. So there's, there's no way that's going to happen. So Mo turns around and immediately mixes them all up. And there's some funny wordplay deciding which is left and which is right. Left is over there. Right is the one that's left. <laughs> so Curly barks and stares down Larry. And then in comes Mrs. Smirch for her appointment. They have stenciled one door. Mo paints the period and says, that's a pretty good day's work. How about lunch? So they've done a whole lot. So they're just, they, they walk, they're walking out and they're trying to decide the Ritz, the Waldorf for the Biltmore. You know, where should we eat lunch? And it's interesting that all those, those places are still super fancy places, you know, today. So they stenciled superintendent on the elevator door and uh that might come in that might come up later so mo and larry take uh they're talking in pig latin over lunch and curly doesn't get it he doesn't understand larry says anyone can understand it's very simple and curly says well i can't and i'm simple <laughs> so they try and explain pig latin to him you know 
And Curly thinks that his name would be Curly Q in Pig Latin, which is early K. So I wonder if Pig Latin was a new thing in 1938 or back then, you know? I bet it was. I didn't, I didn't look that up. So Mo goes to, goes for Curly who runs out the door. Um, and he flattens Best Flowers, man. He runs, <laughs> he sends her flying. I'm sure it was a stunt woman, but I mean, whoever it was just gets plowed over. And so, uh, the wrong stencil has led her to the boys thinking that that's Ome's office. Ome, she asks. And, uh, you know, they, that's Mo and Pig Latin. So anyway, Curly says, Oh, you're wise to it too, says Curly. Ome's inside. I'm Umday. <laughs> so she goes in and meets Mo, who she thinks is Ome, because of the Pig Latin, obviously. Curly sees a tassel on her purse and he starts going bananas. They said, Look out, lady. And then they, they calm him down by painting his chin. So, uh, Ome, for real, is talking to the super and complains that his door has janitor written on it. And he quits his lease then and there. So, Dent is mad, and the boys go to meet him, and Curly pulls a tassel off her purse and keeps it, which is a funny little, funny little aside. Like, he's walking by her. So, Dent fires them, storms into his office, but, uh, it's the elevator shaft, and down he goes. <laughs> ah! smash curly wonders when he moved his office to the basement and mo smacks him and uh boy it nearly knocks it he, he falls backwards into larry and it nearly knocks larry down the shaft too and you can see him holding his chest like oh my god you know so they they figure they better take mrs smirch's job so curly has a funny bit where he's he's been pushed and he looks seriously scared and tells mo don't ever do that it's just funny you know Mo comments that it must be a shortcut. <laughs> and then they fade out. There's a men at work sign in the living room of Smirch Mansion. And they are going to start on the dining room table. But the butler stops them. It's a rare antique. Mo says, that old thing? He says, well, it once belonged to Louis Sixteenth. Larry says, second hand, eh? <laughs> he does a great little face and like a pushing motion with his hands like, uh... He's disgusted by a second-hand table. <laughs> so Mo tells him to take a spin around the pantry. <laughs> Bud Jameson comes walking in, and he sees him working. And he, uh, you know, he wants to help. And the look on Mo's face is just unreal. It's priceless. He's so mad at being talked to by this guy. <laughs> by the homeowner. <laughs> so he tells him to go mix up some spotted paint for them. And off he goes. Oh, swell. And so, go mix up some spotted paint. So, yeah. So, the boys start painting on this table. <laughs> and it's so, like, gingerly and gently that it made me laugh. They're barely touching the, the thing. And so, uh, Bud is in the hall mixing a cup of black and, and a cup of white paint looking to make spots. And Mo paint, Mo is painting on the side. He, uh, he paints Larry by mistake, you know. Larry paints Curly the same way. Larry tells him to look. And Mo says he's busy. He doesn't have time to look. That's, that's a pretty good way to paint. <laughs> Not looking. So Curly gets mad at getting painted again, and Mo calms him down. We'll bury the hatchet. Curly covers his head like, no! <laughs> um, they go to shake, and Curly gets a handful of paintbrush. And so he gets all mad again. 
the butler brings some sandwiches and drinks in, and oh, they say, oh boy, lunch, and I mean, they just, <laughs> Mo grabs him, and then he says, you can go, he's just so dismissive, uh, man, they eat while they're working, which uh, obviously is a good idea, they get paintbrushes in the coffee cups, and Larry gets confused and uses the sandwich as the brush, and Curly eats the brush, etc. <laughs> so Mo tells him to watch out. They make too many mistakes. Then he drinks a big mouthful of paint and spits it all over the place. Larry gets his, he gets a close up. We get a close up of Larry with uh, paint covered, you know, and he shakes his head looking right into the camera, which is a nice little touch. So then the guests pull up to play cards and they're excited to meet Ome, you know. Mo and Larry are painting the stairs. <laughs> Larry finishes the lower steps, and, uh, you know, Mo asks how he's going to get down without messing up the paint. Larry says, Mo can carry him down. And so, Mo goes up, picks up Larry, and carries him on down, and then they shake hands at the bottom, which is pretty good. And Mo sees the paint, and, and Larry says, something went wrong, I don't know. <laughs> you got a great delivery there, so, something went wrong, I don't know. She brings the ladies in to meet Ome, and Mrs. Pindell says Ome's work is very recherche. I, I, I couldn't tell what, I, I listened to it a whole bunch of times, I couldn't tell what the world she's saying. Mo says anybody can make a mistake, but I have no idea what she's trying to say. Like I said, I listened a bunch, I typed in what I thought it might have been, but nope, to no avail. His work is very recherche. So, Mo gives Mrs. Smirch the paint bucket and says, hold that. Then he grabs Mrs. Pendell's hand and shakes it so, like, up and down vigorously. It's a great meeting scene. He introduces Larry and then smacks him and tells him to shut up. <laughs> Curly finishes painting all the chairs and walks out. So that's pretty good, all the chairs. The chairs, the steps, and the table have been painted. So they're pretty good decorators. <laughs> or painters. Mrs. Smirch sees him, looks at her tassels horrified, like, oh, no. So they make her run off, and uh, Curly chases her throughout the house. It's really funny. They grab Curly, and they calm him down by ripping a handful of Larry's hair and tickling him. And Larry says, but what about my hair? And Mo says, I gave it back to you. It's great. So Bud is there mixing, colon mixing paint with a colander now to try to get spots. It's a great idea. <laughs> the ladies are playing bridge or canasta or something. I guess bridge. I don't, I'm not sure really. And the boys come in with ladders, etc., and just drop it in a pile on the floor. Mo says, we're finished with the rest of this, of the house, but just this room. But you can keep playing. You won't interfere with us. Then he looks down at her hand and he like surveys it for a second. He takes a card and plays it. And he gives a little smile to the ladies as he does it. It's pretty good. <laughs> Suave Mo. So Curly sees the weights on a clock. And thinks that they are ears of corn, you know, like you do. So he breaks his teeth on one as Moe's watching. He says, go paint that cuckoo. He'll be out any minute. So then we get the bit where, you know, he every time the cuckoo comes out, he paints it. And, uh, you know, he goes to wait for an hour. <laughs> he goes to wait for an hour until it comes out again. It's great. Um, Best Flowers also has a great embarrassed look to her friends at the table. She's good. She, uh, it's no wonder that she works so much. She's, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's got a great look to her friends. So Gertrude Astor as Pindell 
says that she hopes she wins because she still owes money to Mrs. Smirch from last week. And Larry finishes a stencil that says, no check, no checks cashed on the wall as Pendell says this. <laughs> no checks cashed. And the ladies are scandalized, you know. So Bud is painting a Dalmatian now, working on his uh, spotted paint. The real, uh, the real Ome comes, shows up, and he tries to get into the house, but the butler stops him briefly. On the back of his tux is stenciled, not responsible for hats and coats. We don't see where the, when the boys did that, but evidently at some point. Uh, Ome bursts in and, and declares that they're frauds, you know. Mrs. Smirch stands up and her skirt tears off because it's stuck to the painted chair. And, uh, you know, we see her slip. Hubba hubba, you know. <laughs> so Mo says, something's going on here, boys. And Curly says, something's coming off, too. It's great about her slip, obviously. Or about her skirt, rather. So Ome's yelling about Pindell and how she is double-crossing him by sending these cheap painters here in his place. And she looks all sheepish and guilty. And he says, Are they, are they paying you a bigger commission than I? The boys huddle up and they say, That old dame is a crook. Let's give her the razzle-dazzle. Because evidently she's given a commission. Or he's, Ome's giving her a commission to get work from her rich friends you know they grab their equipment so let's give her the razzle dazzle they say and they grab their equipment and run outside and start setting something up mo says move fast i'll be out here in a minute so they're setting up some kind of teeter-totter thing so ome is inside he says i am the real ome pendel says she is insulted come on girls she's gonna make a scene and that and that'll get her off the hook so out they go chairs stuck to their backsides from the paint <laughs> so the boys are going to fling paint cans on the ladies' heads. But they jump on the boards and the paint goes straight up in the air and comes straight down on the Stooges' heads. A bullseye, eh? And Curly says, yeah, but we got the wrong bulls. And that's the end. They swerved me on this one at the end a little bit. I thought they were going to get revenge on the ladies. But nope, the boys come out on the short end of this one. <laughs> The uh, So the title of this one, Tassels in the Air, is a play on the phrase castles in the air, which means you're dreaming of achieving the impossible, you know, castles in the air. I guess that was more of a term back then. People know that term now. So a lot of the gags used in the table painting scene were originally used by Charlie Chase in his 1933 short, Luncheon at Twelve. Remember, he was an actor and a comedian, a, a pretty big comedian in his own right. So they would be used, they would be reused again by Mo, Larry, and Shemp in their unsold television pilot from 1949 called Jerks of All Trades, which also coincidentally featured Simona Boniface. The gags again a third time would be recycled the following year in a snitch in time. So that's, uh, yeah, gags from 1933 and Luncheon at 12, then here in this one, 1938, then 1949, a TV pilot, which that'll be interesting, and then again in 19, what, 50, I guess, in uh, A Snitch in Time. The Curly freaks out over uh, something that he smells is used in several, like I mentioned before. They are punch drunks. Horses, collars, and grips and groans. Grips, grunts, and groans. Um, those are all, so we've done all of those before, so I don't think we will see 
the curly freak out over a smell or a, or a, you know something again that he sees. We'll see. So Best Flowers gets a rare, substantial speaking role here. Like I said, she was good. I'm sure she appreciated that, you know? Nice little touch. She's the queen of the Hollywood extra, and then she gets a speaking role in the in the Stooges. She probably quite enjoyed working with them. Uh, after Mo rips Larry's hair out, and he says, I gave it back, didn't I? You can hear someone laughing in the background. So... So, you know, some was I don't know who it is, but somebody on set, on set laughing. And then as the buckets are coming down, the jump cut is very noticeable, and you can see that the cans are empty at first, and then that the paint pours down on them. But you know, so this one comes in with a nine point two six on ThreeStooges.net, and that is a perfect score in my opinion. I'm going to go with a nine point three. There is some great stuff in this one. I was laughing a lot even in the retelling of it, which is just good. So anyway, that's a good one. So I guess that's it. That's going to do it for this episode. Tune in next time when we will look at the next short, which is Healthy, Wealthy, and Dumb. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the nice messages about the podcast. Uh, you guys are great. Please go to anchor.fm, like you, like I say, if you want to make a podcast. It's a great free site. It takes all the guesswork out of podcasting, makes monetizing very easy. It's a great, you know, no no uh, size limits on, on anything. So please rate and review the show if you like it. Apparently it really helps the algorithm and all that. If you're not a fan, then you don't have to rate it as a one or anything like that. Just, you know, it's cool. So anyway, uh, I think that's, like I said, that's going to do it. I have been your host and chief knucklehead, Gabe Russo, broadcasting from Stooge Studios at the back of the house. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>